this episode of the Whiskey and Things podcast, we're talking about rock bands and musical artists who have released their own whiskies, including Motorhead and Scorpions. Uh, they both have branded single malt releases from Swedish distiller MacMira, and we'll be tasting with the help of brand ambassador and our good friend Richard McKeon. As always, you can find some more whiskey-based content still images and moving pictures in the form of videos etc on all our <laughs> social media platforms at whiskey and things podcast on instagram and at whiskey and things on facebook and twitter and please if you enjoy this episode hit that share button click rate review or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform cheers you're listening to whiskey and things with nick kent and dave giles Welcome to Whiskey and Things. I am Dave Giles. And I'm Nick Kent. Welcome, everybody. Now, we have recorded this a while back. If you're listening to this, we don't know when this is going out. But uh, this is one of our, you know, those episodes that we figured we'd have in the bank for days when we may need a week off. Yeah, Uh, you never know what's going to happen, you know? It won't be too far ahead, you know, but... uh... You know, sometimes we, we're doing this weekly, sometimes we want a break, but we don't want to not have a podcast out. No, we don't want to let you down. We don't want to let you down. <laughs> Aren't we everyone. saints? We are saints, Nick. Aren't we nice? Uh, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible the generosity that the two of us give our listeners. We are saints today, talking about whiskeys released by maybe sinners. <laughs> but very nice. Or maybe not. Probably not. Every, very nice. You know, all nice people. Yeah, we're talking about band whiskeys, like rock band whiskeys this week. Um... Tasting a yeah. couple. Or musicians. Or musicians. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple in there we could not talk about when we're talking about musical musical whiskies. Da, 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 da. <laughs> guys and dolls. <laughs> is that about whiskey, is it guys and dolls? God, you can tell you've been working in musical theatres when your your natural thing to talk about to do there was sing guys and dolls. No, but I don't think that's actually in there. I went to see guys and dolls and I and was no waiting point. the whole por- the whole time to hear that. That song, <laughs> guys and dolls, were just a whole bunch of guys and dolls, and it wasn't in there. I think I got it off an old Simpsons episode. Um, anyway, that was. I think, I think you're right. Show. I think you're right. <laughs> it was one with Luke Skywalker in it, or Mark Hamill as he uh, cameoed. They did the guys and dolls thing, and I swear they were singing guys and dolls. I mean, there is a song in it called Guys and Dolls, isn't there? <laughs> Probably. That, yeah, there that is. wasn't in the one I saw. That was, uh, mm-hmm. yes. I went with past guest, Racky Plues. Oh, good old um, Racky. Her sister was doing the wigs um, in, the we- in the West End. What episode, what episode was that, Nick? 11? It was early. 11? 11? I don't, oh, I'm going to now check. I'm going to now check and see uh, see what episode it was and see if you were right or wrong. Please stand by. Guys, dolls. <laughs> Everybody's talking. Oh, mate, you were close. It's 12. Oh, really close. Really, really close there. Anyway, bands yeah, and whiskey. So essentially it's merchandising or collaborations uh, mm. that, that some musical acts might want to do a whiskey. Now, I would like to do a whiskey, but in my mind, it's just going to be impossibly expensive to do. So uh, most of these acts are quite big. But this episode was inspired by the fact uh, that our friends at McMira, in particular Richard McKeon, produced two of these whiskies. Uh, there's one for the band Motorhead and one for the band Scorpions. 
and we happened to get our hands on a couple of these. So we thought we'd ask Richard to come on and talk us through these two collaborations, how they came about, and do a little bit of a tasting. Then we're going to talk a bit more about other bands. Yes. So. And musicians. Uh, with, without any more of us riffing and raffing and any other kind of word you want to put in there, here is our pre-recorded interview with Richard McKeon. Dave's a musician. <laughs> Apparently, apparently I'm a songwriter. Apparently I know words. Riffing and raffing. Yeah, riffing and raffing. Welcome back, Richard McKeon. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, So today we're going to be talking about these two whiskies you sent us ages ago. And one of them is branded for the band Scorpions. and The other one is branded for the band Moserhead. So... How did Mac Mira end up becoming a custodian for band whiskey merch? There's lots of Swedish musicians, as we know, in the world. And I think Mickey D, um, being from Sweden, of Motorhead and, and now of Scorpions, I think there was um, a, an easy, simple connection for them oh. to find um, a, a suitable Swedish company. And I think he was a fan of ours to begin with, so um, was, was keen to do something with us. Um, but that, that's basically how it came about. You know, Brands for Fans um, contacted us, contacted them and said, let's, let's make something happen. Brands for Vans. It's weird because I hire my vans from Vans for Bands. And, and there's just, just, just a lot of... I was thinking that just now. Yeah. Like, Is that the same? That's, yeah. Well, uh, just, just, yeah. It's really branched uh, out, hasn't he? Okay, yeah, yeah. Nice one, Tarrant. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, let's, let's, let's delve into the Scorpions one first. So when was this originally released? Uh, this was 2018 that was right. released. It was a, a couple of years in the making, but 2018 was when it came out. And what can we expect from it? So the thing that surprised me when I looked at it was, number one, with this bottle, it didn't have the McMira cork on, whereas the Motorhead one does. And secondly, it was 40% ABV rather than 46.1, which we've always had before with our McMira. You know, it, it doesn't really even say McMira on the bottle. You have to hunt to find it. So uh, w- were you worried about that side of things or, or were you supposed to be kind of silent partners? Well, um, I don't know if it's as, quite as far as being silent partners because we made it. We made a, a big noise when it came out ourselves. But yeah, this is this is mostly focused on the the band themselves. Mm. You know, that is it, this is this is their 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 product that we've made for them. You know, in in partnership with, but they're the front men, yeah. basically of it. Nice, um, nice. I like I like what you did there. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but forty percent wise, so I think the the focus both this and the motorheads are both forty percent ABV, and um, uh, no one has has said this to me per se. But my uh, my understanding of it is, yeah, they, both occasions they were very involved in um, selecting the cast and talking to Angela about what they wanted you know it to be like. Um, and I think um, you know I, I don't want to generalise too much, but musicians backstage, you know, and the, these guys in particular probably drink a fair amount of you know whiskey, whether or not it's theirs or, or you know something they they've bought um, after a show or maybe before a show. Who knows for a, a loosener? Um, so forty percent, I think, is uh, you can drink more at forty percent than you can at forty six. So I think uh, they were looking for something that was suited to their tastes, not just yeah. something they thought would sell well. You know, yeah. it, was, it wanted to be something they enjoyed themselves, and I think they were they're used to drinking forty percent ABV whiskey. That is my educated guess yeah, about it makes why. Sense. It's yeah. accessible as well to their guests as well backstage. Yeah. I guess as well. Yeah. Was, was a lot For of this sure. stuff? Uh, was a lot of it made, or was it kind of limited release? 
Um, so I, I don't know how many bottles of Scorpions um, we made, actually. I know with, with Motorhead, I think we're on the seventh and final edition. Right, okay. It. Yeah, so uh, so the Motorhead's come out in, in, in batches, basically. Um, and the Scorpions, I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but there would have been, there'd have been a, good, a good few thousand of this, mate. Right. The thing that right. pokes out to me here is cherry cask. I haven't had a cherry cask whiskey. So, yeah, um, I don't really know what that means. Yeah. Right, so yeah, so it was cherry, cherry wine casks right. from um, Kirsch, K-I-R-S-C-H, uh, Kirsch Cherry Wine Producers in, in Germany, which is where obviously Scorpions are from, from Hanover. And this is that's that's an element of the recipe that's gone into this. So it's uh, ex-bourbon Oloroso sherry casks, and then um, some of the whiskey has been um, finished and spent a good amount of time, but finished in uh, ex-cherry wine casks. Okay, that makes sense. And with it, um, it brings this, this sort of sweetness to it. Yeah, I, I was just about to say that. I'm, I'm, I'm having a smell. I'm trying to get the, the air to flow over the whiskey, you know, expecting some winds of change or, you know, may, maybe it will rock me like a hurricane, the more air that flows <laughs> over, the, over the top, you know, I'm, I'm just waving some air over the top. Anyway. Yeah. Um, you, you've only got two, and you've got two puns. You've got any more? That's, what, that's all I got. They're the only that's two songs you wrote down. Only ones I put on the list. He rolls out of bed. <laughs> St- steals my research for a It's pump. all in the delivery though, Nick. It's all it in is. the delivery. He got in there first. Perfect timing, yeah. If you, if you look at some of the press releases um, uh, for this that came out around the time, uh, they, there were uh, some. There were a few puns in there from previous songs of theirs that, that I would say were, were very much crowbarred into it, it seemed to me. So not, <laughs> not done with, with, with the finesse that you used just then. Right. I like that, because our favourite rock bar was called the Crowbar as well, anyway. Yeah. Okay, on the nose, I am getting that kind of fruitcake cherry kind of vibe to it. There is a sweetness in there. There is. I'm having a nose. But you know Excuse those me. cocktail cherries kind of thing? I can smell that. I don't know if that's only because I'm l- looking at the word cherry cask and thinking I should be able to smell cherries. I'm not oh, sure yeah. if it's if, if I'd not seen that, would I be saying that? Not sure. Mm. There's a spiciness to it as well. There's a bit of pepper in there on the nose. Yeah. The sweetness you can get off the nose. And Yeah, it's definitely sweet. There, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You, you tasted it yet, Nick? Um, I had a bit last night. Um, I'm going to have been now. Classic Kent. Research. It's just, just research. It's <laughs> for the show. Oh, it's a photo shoot. I had to take the publicity <laughs> photos. You know? And then you've got to have a picture of it in the Glen Karen. Cheers. And, uh, <laughs> That's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, though, this bottle, it's beautiful to look at. If you're taking photos of it, it's not a joy because it's black and shiny. And if you <laughs> shine any light on it, it's a nightmare. Um, but it is a beautiful bottle. Um, but yeah, on the, the palette for me, my first impressions were the cherry lockets, like so cherry menthol. Oh, yeah. And also a bit of black cherry yogurt as well. So yeah, I am getting yeah. the cherry through as well as the kind of, you know, the sweetness of, uh, you know, regular kind of Oloroso stuff. But yeah, cherry lockets was a big one. Cherry Lockets, I think, is a great shout. Um, for me, I- icing sugar and and dark berries and cherries for me on the yes. palate. Yeah. Yes, I- I'm definitely getting the bourbon notes as well. I'm not sure about about you, yeah. but there's definitely that element in there as well. I'm really loving this. I was a bit afraid of this one, to be honest. I thought it might be a bit sweet, and it because I haven't seen mm. any other cherry wine casks like releases from anyone. I was thinking, is this nice? Have the scorpions just gone? That sounds weird and different. You know, we're going to do it weird and different because we're a band and it might have been not great, but I'm really enjoying this. I'm really, really enjoying this. 
We've talked about the, the, the sweet side of it, but there's still the McNeera character there. I think here for me, the, the, the cherry casks um, are probably at the forefront of it, but there is that balance in the background. I've spoken to you guys, you know, several times in the past about, about trying to achieve balance of things and that um, some of those sort of orchard fruit flavors and, and yeah. taste you can get here for sure. That's part of our spirit character that's coming through. And that's got an element that's a sort of a sweeter side of things, I guess, but not quite as far as, as the cherry wine sweetness, mm. but it's not, this isn't a liqueur. This isn't a sweet whiskey. It's just something that's got, you know, a whiskey with some sweetness to it. For sure. Yeah, very much enjoyed that. Slauncher. <laughs> I want to now move on to the Motorhead one while, it, while the flavours are kind of fresh because I want to see if there's uh, what the noticeable differences are. Now, obviously, on the eyes, this one is considerably darker. It's probably one of the darkest whiskies that's not a bourbon I've ever seen. Mm, this um, is on my chart. This is near the end. This is almost a... Uh, this is a brown sherry on my... Uh, my colour chart here. But it's gorgeous. This has the McMira lid. It does. I'm liking. The lid. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a third whiskey of today. Um, yeah. And this is in, I would say, the more usual McMira bottle shape as well. And the Scorpions was in a slightly different bottle. A bit taller, a bit slender, as it were. What's the. Ruh. How's this one sound? Oh. Nice. Took a while. Nice. Squeak. So, so with the colour in, obviously it's a lot darker than other McMirrors I've seen as well. Mm. Did you have to add some colouring into this? Was that was that something the band wanted? Something really dark? Is that what we're getting here? Uh, I'll, I'll answer that and then I'll explain it and I'll say yes. Right, um, okay. It, yeah, um, some E150 caramel colouring was added to it. The reason for it, because we tried not to do it, and in fact, you know, I think we've got maybe two whiskies in our entire portfolio that have got colouring added to them. Um, everything for us is about natural colour. But with this, um, they were the the band were very heavily involved in creating this from start to finish. So um, they came over. All of them came over. Met Angela, um, Angela Draccio, our, our master blender. They toured the distillery. They they walked the warehouses, sampling casks, discussing you know the sort of thing that they were looking for, the sort of profile they'd like. Um, and it was about three years before a final um, whiskey was was decided upon and lots of samples going back and forth and various different little things and versions that Angela was working on. Um, the final uh, recipe that they decided upon, the, the, the sample that actually um, Mickey, Mickey D, the, the drummer, um, Swedish Mickey D, walked into the studio, I think, when they were recording Bad Magic, their last album. Um, walked into the studio and said, right, here's this, here's this sample. They all tried it. Uh, Lemmy himself tried it and said, this one's f- great. <laughs> um, so they liked it. So they liked, he liked the, he liked the flavor. He liked, um, and they all agreed this is the right one after lots of different things coming back and forth. Um, the recipe that they chose was, um, whiskey that had spent five years in virgin American oak casks. And then uh, six months being finished in Oloroso sherry casks. So um, when you use a virgin wood of, of any kind, um, you're going to draw out lots of, of colour from that wood. And especially five years in something as well. So it was already very dark from the American oak casks that it had been in. Uh, and then you know further darkness and colour being drawn from six months in Oloroso casks. Uh, as you would imagine that would happen. Um, but so even then, even and Angela, when we, we spoke about this and we had our you know our sort of meetings about this 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 whiskey some time ago, 
said that it was a really, really, really dark whiskey already. And Nick, you said this is, you know, um, far darker than the other Mac Mirrors that you've seen. And that was the case as it was, mm. but it just wasn't quite dark enough for, for, for the guys and for, for Lemmy in particular from what I've, what I've heard. And um, obviously a big fan of, of Jack Daniels, uh, which is a, a very yeah. dark whiskey. Um, he knew what he wanted it to look like. He knew what he, what, what he wanted it to be and said, um, I like this. I like this flavor profile, but I'd like it darker. The only way to get it darker naturally would be to mature things for longer in those casks. But then you end up with a whiskey that's a different profile to the one that they loved and the one that they wanted to go forward with. So colouring had to be added to it, basically, just to get it to that level. Um, it's tasteless. You know, you shouldn't be able to sort of detect that there's any in there. But, um, you know, there there is some uh, present. We get our um, ex-bourbon casks and our American oak casks from the Brown Foreman Cooperage in America, which was once the, the Bluegrass Cooperage, who supply... Uh, casks to all sorts of different distilleries across America, but um, probably most notably, in my humble opinion, would be Woodford Reserve, and um, and then also they would supply Jack Daniels with their casks, and uh, obviously I think you know Jack Daniels and Lemmy are sort of synonymous with one another. Yes. So um, you know the yeah. fact that they, I think that that may have played some part in the reason why he liked this so much. Um, and you yeah. know that's the one they selected because it's got you know the casks are the same casks that Jack Daniels would have been in. Yeah, and they're virgin oak as well. They're not ex bourbon, which a lot of Scots yeah. and other people use. They are virgin oak, which is what bourbon has to use. So exactly. that's the flavour profile he was picking out. So um, that's what they when they were having their their deliberations and uh, and you know and, and consultations with Angela and talking about what they wanted to have and the end product was they wanted something that was um, had a big bourbon feel to it. Because that's what they like, and you know, as I said, with with scorpions, they want you know they want something that they like themselves. Because you know, so they want to be able to drink it and enjoy it, not just to to sell it. So, um, so bourbon influence is really important. Um, if you use ex bourbon casks, you will get some bourbon influence for sure. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. but if you want something that's got a real bourbon influence and a real bourbon kick to it. There's no better way of getting that than by maturing it in the casks that bourbon would have gone into or would go into and, you know, gets its flavour from and its profile from, at least in, in large part. So yeah. it's natural, natural choice. I don't mind it. A lot of people might get a bit snobby if, like, whiskey drinkers, if you know what I mean, about there being mm. colouring in there and all that kind of thing. But this is kind of aimed at, it's a plus that it's a good whiskey. Good whiskey. I had a taste of this last night. It's a single yeah. malt. It's a good whiskey. It's got a bit of colouring in there and stuff to get the look. But the market for this is not your normal whiskey drinker, maybe. You know, it is the people who are fans of Motorhead. So Motorhead it's, had it's to have fun. a dark they had to have a dark whiskey, didn't they? You can't if you're Motorhead, you can't be sending anything that doesn't look like Jack Daniels in the glass. Um because it, yeah. it just wouldn't be right. And and I and I like the fact that they spent so long trying to get that right the flavour profile they liked as well because I talk about this a lot as someone who as a musician sells stuff if you are passionate about it if it's something that you like it's easier to sell and worst case scenario you drink or eat it all that's the great thing <laughs> so uh, yeah. I, I think that's uh, Dave Giles it, brand barbecue sauce is amazing though yeah uh, just saying yeah well all out and I didn't even get much of it it's great not because I had it all but anyway, I was going to say it's, it's not. It, it wasn't just um, the selecting what the the whiskey was as well, and the actual liquid itself. From designing the label, 
Um, I know that, that um, all of them, and, and Lenny in particular, from what I've heard, had you know some really strong feelings on what the label should look like, and you know the you know, the, the raw pig be there, and what everything, the whole label back to front mm. should be. I think this is this is something, and they've they've all liked it. This, as you said, you know, if you like it, it's easier to talk about it, and you can be more sincere when you're doing it as well. You know, it's a genuine thing. You're not selling it anymore. You're talking about something that you're passionate yeah. and enthusiastic about, uh, especially when this is. For a band, this is an expensive bit of merchandise as well. Like this isn't a this isn't a band T-shirt for fifteen twenty quid. This is a sixty quid bottle of whiskey. So mm. you, it wants to be good, but really wants to be associated with. It. You, you don't just want to la- throw a label on the front of any old random bottle of whiskey. Mm. You want to have that sure. legitimacy, I guess. That that actually this is part of us. This is something that we wanted to do, and and I think you'll sell more of it as a result of that. At, you know, my marketing head on. That's that's how I'm thinking. No, but that's right. I think, and this to you know to add a bit of of, of weight to how much they believed in it, and and Lemmy uh, himself in particular. I think uh, this this there was a bottle of this um, on the altar uh, at his funeral. Well, there you go. So, you know, so, you know, this is this is something he was incredibly proud of. Yeah, on the nose, this it does have that but that bourbon vibe to it, doesn't it? I mean, you've got so, the vanillas yeah. in there. Uh, the spiciness, bit of orange, bit of dried orange. Yeah, that buttered popcorn kind of vibe in there ah, as well. That's a good one. Yeah, fruity. Yeah, dark fruits. Yeah, maybe said. If you were to put this in front of me and say, "Smell that," what kind of whiskey it is? I would probably say it's just a bourbon. <laughs> this is some kind of odd bourbon, but let me try it. Oh wow! Ooh, that that's flavor. really buttery. It is buttery. You're right. Um, you get kind of a nutty vibe to it as well. Yes. Mm. Oh, there's something else there. Hang on, I'm going in again. Oh, this is great. This is really great. Sorry, Scorpions. I think I prefer the motorhead one. Oh, it tastes dark. <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. Um, what uh, we didn't talk about the price for Scorpions. How much are these two bottles? Um, scorpions that you should be able to find for seventy pounds there or thereabouts, and uh, motorhead is you'll be able to find between 60 and, and 70 pounds, right. depending on, on where you go. This is this is really, really nice. Which one do you prefer, Nick? I prefer I prefer the lighter Scorpions whiskey. I like that cherry vibe, because it's a bit different. You know, the cherry wine uh, in there. You know, I just love a locket. Um, no. <laughs> but yeah, for me... Did you have I, a lot of sore throats as a kid, did you? No, I didn't. I wish I had more. Did you ever see Motorhead live, Richard? Unfortunately, not. No, I um, uh, I, I grew up with uh, with a father who used to put them on in the car on, on camping nice. trips and road trips here and there. Yeah. Um, so I've I've grown up on them, um, but yeah, never never managed to to get anywhere. No. I did a festival with them, Nick. So did I. Wow, Gilfest two thousand and nine. My old band, the Rileys. Download Festival two thousand five. All right, that's a bit better that one, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to take well, Gil- it. I trump you on that one. Yeah, yeah. Gil- Gilfest is still it's still a bit of fun to be had at Gilfest. I saw Madness um, headlining nice. there. I think in maybe 2005 or, or something yeah. a, a long time ago. I'm not sure it's still um, going on, but they had they did have some eclectic lineups. They'd always have yeah, some good bands on there. Mm. It was always a good one if you could get on it. I didn't, I didn't play Gilfest. I don't think. No, I, yeah. I can't remember. It was all a blur. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Motorhead way, you know. It was a 30th yeah. anniversary the year I played with them. I remember that. Yeah. Um, but uh, was this actually for an anniversary, this whiskey, originally? 
It's on the bottle. A unique whiskey specially distilled and aged in the darkest of mine shafts to celebrate 40 years of the loudest rock and roll band to grace our ears. We should really read the bottle more. <laughs> what I love about these is a lot of kind of maybe like branded stuff with people outside whiskey, be it like fighters or this that, and the other. They could, they could just phone it in or they could ask you to phone it in and make the cheapest thing possible, do a blend, do something really simple, you know, whack the branding on there, whack the price up and made a leg of the money. But you're, this is single malt whiskey with, I'm guessing, Angela's involved, a load of different casks, really complicated. As you said, they went through a load of different different options before they wanted, you know, how many years? What, two, three, three years? Three, three, three years. Yeah, three, and three years. They've come the out of a product they really care about. They could have just you know, wax anything out. And let's be face it, Motorhead fans would have probably bought it. But they're yeah. getting something really nice. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. good. Really, really nice. Yeah. It's it, it's it's good. Nick, were you just having a dig at Conor McGregor there? A little bit. Yeah, I thought so. I thought I picked up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't tell him. <laughs> if I get a knock on the door. I'll tweet him later. <laughs> See your best buddy, is he? Any, any fitness or fighting capability I had is long gone now that lockdown bod is in place. So I'm going to sit this one out and let you guys go. Lockdown bod. Have you had it then, Dave? Have you enjoyed it? or What, Connor's whiskey? Yeah. No, not at all. I've got no interest in it at all. Um, yeah. No, but, I tried it. Um, and it's rubbish, is it? Uh, it's all right. It's a, it's, it's a very young Irish whiskey. Um, have you had the, the Sinatra Select? Yeah, I have. Richard, have you? No. Did 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 Frank was it was the, did that come out after Frank died? Do you know? A long time after. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's not like it was done with his blessing kind of thing, no. or with him. Yeah, it's a shame. Maybe, maybe that, his it? estate. Um, yeah. yeah, it's nice though. You know, he can't he can't argue about it. If uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of other examples where uh, someone's put their name on a bottle of whiskey, and it actually be good. Because the Sonata um, Select is good, so that, yeah. that's why I was that's why I was saying that. I mean, Bob Dylan makes his. Um, I want to try that Heaven's Door. He has like a rye and a couple of others. I'd really like to try. Um, Metallica do, and they got a legendary guy to actually make it and blend it. You might know that Richard. He was the guy who made Blackened. Probably awful. No, apparently it's great. The guy that got to make it was everything. Everything Metallica do is awful. Absolutely not. not. Me, yeah. I will fight you. I will fight you. We, well, well, I'll get Colin McGregor on my side. <laughs> will you? <laughs> uh, hilarious. Um, Dave Pickerell, his name was, and the guy did the black and whiskey. Very, very respected. And apparently, it's very nice. So, you see it more with be nice. beers, don't you? People, people to do probably because it's cheaper and easier than doing a whiskey, I guess. Uh, but you know, you had the, the Iron Maiden beer, and I mean, even mm. Frank Turner's had his own beer. Um, plenty of people have done beers. You don't, you don't see it as much with whiskeys, probably because you know we, we've looked into it, Nick. It's complicated. It's hard, yeah. and you need an established band who have been around for a while. Yeah, you know. to to invest in in as much as you need to to get a decent product and to make it affordable. That's going to be tough. Definitely, you need that established fan base as well. You can't just like release one album and then have a whiskey out. Yeah. Um, oh, I'll do fifty bottles of whiskey. It doesn't really work like that, does it? I've just thought. I've just thought of one actually that I probably should have thought of a moment ago, but uh, I've only got such a small amount of it that uh, 
I drink it very sparingly, but we, we did do a whiskey with a, a Swedish band called Mando Dio, Mando Dio, which was um, a, a single cask selection of theirs, of ours. So that's it. I mean, I'm showing you a picture now, which is useless oh, to anyone yeah. that's listening to this, but um, that's, uh, they selected a single cask of ours to put their name on um, and bottled it in, in our sort of our, our typical private cask 50 CL bottles. That's a 200 litre um, ex-bourbon cask, uh, again from the Bluegrass Cooperage, Brown Foreman Cooperage, with our smoky recipe in there. Right. So our, our smoky spirit has gone into that. And I think it's eight, eight and a half years old, which is a really good sweet spot for our peated whiskey in 200 litre bourbon casks. Mm. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is a good whiskey. But so how, um, how, many, how many bottles are in a single cask? Well, for this one, there were 396 50 CL bottles. Right. So that's, you know, um, I'll let you guys do the maths perhaps and um, add, add that in at some point. Maybe yeah. Just cut, cut over the top with it. But um, it, depend, it depends um, how long, a, how old a single cask is. It depends where in the world it's been maturing. Um, some countries and climates have incredibly fast um, angel share rates. You lose, you know, whiskey very quickly and rapidly. Um, from a, a 200 litre, 12 year old whiskey in in Scotland, I don't know, you, what, 170 bottles? Yeah, I think, I think it's about bottles. that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100, 100, 100, 180, 180, 185, maybe, maybe. If you're bottling like cast strength, and, and, yeah, and, and yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just, it just it interested me in, in the sense of you've you've still got to have a decent sized fan base. Bear in mind, not everyone's going to want a bit bottle of whiskey. If you've got, yeah. 500 people to buy everything. They're not all going to necessarily want to buy a, a gain of 50, 60, 70 quid bottle of whiskey. And you need to have a profit as a, as a band, you need to have a profit margin on top of that as well, on top of what you your you require. So yeah, these things aren't easy to do as, as musicians trying to merchandise things. So yeah, but I love the fact that, that both of these examples we've got here are really good. They are really good. They they stand up. If they didn't have the band labels on, and you just like taste tested them, you'd walk away going, "They're really good whiskeys. What are they? Oh, that's that's the Motorhead whiskey. What? Yeah. Their own whiskey was that good? You, it w- I think it would surprise a lot of people. Same with the Scorpions one. Sorry as well. I just used Motorhead because my preferred it's one. It's in your hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm loving those. Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Fantastic. Anyway, so uh, yeah, musicians and whiskey. I mean, because there's there's a lot of connections there, isn't there? So it's no surprise that, that these two have done it, and and maybe more of the bigger bands or bigger artists should consider doing it. And and is it an area that McMira would like to do more of, or was it was it hard work? Uh, I think I think there's, there's a lot of work that goes into it. But um, Angela said specifically, um, you know, this is a dream come true, especially when it came to working with with Motorhead. I yeah. think she'd, you know, been listening and buying their albums for some time. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I think it's something. She's a hard worker and a character, so I think you know she can stand up quite well to working with um, people who are uh, of a similar disposition, perhaps we should say, you know, and mm-hmm. musicians and things as well. So, um, yeah, she'll. Um, I, I think I wouldn't rule out doing things in the future, but I don't know about anything in the pipeline. Right. Well, thanks again for joining us, Richard. It's uh, it's always a pleasure having you on. Fourth time. Uh, fourth time time. Uh, definitely the winner there we'll speak to you again soon cheers you're listening to Whiskey and Things well I know I said it in the interview Nick but that Motorhead one for me was just delightful 
It was. It was. I've enjoyed both. I like oh, the yeah, little yeah. cherry cherry note in the Scorpion, and the uh, the Motorhead is something quote very drinkable as well. I have some right now. Everyone having a little uh, recap. Yeah, oh, absolutely, it's a absolutely dark. delightful. Got a little and molasses. I didn't put that in there, like a molasses thing. What's a anyway, molasses? We've done the tasting. It's like a dark sugar. Anyway. All right. Um, you can, as always, hear the full, un- well, watch the full uncut video of that interview and tasting with Richard McKeon on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash whiskey and things. Please do go and check that out. Indeed. And you can find out more about McMira at mcmira.com and .co.uk and uh, at MacMira UK and at MacMira on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I'll link their YouTube channel in the description and all those other links as well. Um, because Absolutely. there's loads of fun to be had in the MacMira world. Anyway, Nick, I want to start talking about bands who do whiskey, so sting me. You're listening to Whiskey and Things. Okay, so as usual, Nick has done a whole load of research. I just kind of didn't know anything about this. And Nick has, Nick has put together a comprehensive list here. Um, now, mm. most of these are hard rock bands, Nick, or heavy rock bands. They are. Whiskey seems to be a hard rock thing. Now, um, I know you like your hard rock. Does that mean you just didn't research other kind of genres of music and other musicians? Or is this literally what there is? This is kind of what there is. I put musician or band whiskeys in when I was doing my research. And some, like, maybe some, say, rock online rock magazine they already made like a list and i've maybe taken little lists from everywhere and uh but yeah a lot of these are hard rock acts um and i think that kind of makes sense as well in in terms of a lot of these acts associate themselves with wick drinking whiskeys or bourbons and mm. so it does kind of make sense doesn't it i found one by it was released by drake um but i don't think it was like drake whiskey these are kind of often branded and very much pushed to be you know, branded whiskies, as it were. Um, right. Sometimes it's just they may, may own one or do a collaboration, but it, it's not like these which are branded Scorpions. Motorhead, you know, the one we're going to talk about, Metallica. It's blackened. It's named after one of their songs. You know, it's very much, you know, branded with the artist's merchandise. I've just punched something with the artist's logo <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because I remember I remember we talked about Blacken before. I think it was when was it when we had Few on, or, or, or when we we talked about Few, or was it Mictus? I can't remember. Yeah, this is the let's talk about Blacken first. We touched on it a little bit in the interview there. Yeah, Metallica released one called Blackened, and it's a marriage of bourbons and rye, and then finished in black brandy casks. Black brandy? Which, I've never even heard of black brandy. Yeah, but the reason why Dave brought up. Mictors there or few I can't remember I went back and tried to look is the fact they use like a they call it black noise where once it's being finished in the black brandy casks they put it in a room and then he blasts it with sound low frequency sound to kind of agitate the liquid inside the casks so it takes more flavor and color out of the wood but in the case of Metallica's whiskey they're playing Metallica set lists to to the casks in this room um so obviously a heavy band lots of low frequencies all that kind of stuff so yeah. every batch of 5000 has a different playlist so when you buy your bottle you receive that playlist with it or you can listen to it on spotify and all that kind of thing so it's pretty uh, it's quite fun again we kind of talked about it in, in the interview with richard as well you could just make a shit whiskey and then whack a band name on it and put it out and the fans are going to buy it. But, you know, 
Metallica got a guy called Dave Pickerell involved, who's a bit of a legend in the industry. Just a little bit of background on him. He was at Maker's Mark for 14 years, where he was the corporate vice president and master distiller. And after that, he left and started a consulting firm where he advised over 100 distilleries. He's known as the founding father of the craft distilling movement and the Johnny Appleseed of craft distilling as well. He's at Whistlepig and, you know, a load of other distilleries. Sadly died in November... 2018, just after they released the Black and Whiskey. So it's like his last project. But um, apparently it's really nice. Um, so I really want to try it. But it's bloody expensive in the UK. It's 40 to $70 in the US. If you want one in the UK, you're talking about 130 quid. Yeah, that's and expensive. And that's not, that's not even like one with a gift box. Because you can yeah, get a yeah. gift box with vinyl and all kinds of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I would love one, but a lot of dough. It was Michter's. Was it? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It was Michter's because the George Washington thing, Nick, the uh, oh. George Washington Distillery, uh, that's that 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 uh, at Mount Vernon. I, it reminds me of that. Anyway, because yeah, Dave Pickerel had a uh, yeah had a yeah. hand in that. Mm. Mate, that's that's really expensive. Any anything else more in my price range, perhaps from other bands? Um, let's keep it heavy. Um, <laughs> again, I don't know if you can get it in the UK. You probably can, but it's probably more expensive. Slipknot. Oh my god, I love Slipknot. Yeah, they've this got is, two whiskeys out. Right, two bands, two bands I don't like. Go. <laughs> I love both those bands. Number nine, Iowa whiskey. You can get for about $40 if you're in the US. And number nine, Reserve. It's about $70 if you're in the US. Again, um, it's a really? collaboration <laughs> <laughs> between the band and Cedar Ridge Distillery. And uh, it's a corn whiskey. Uh, I think it's mixed with a bit of rye as well. But it's Iowa corn. Corn, uh, not corn, corn's another band. Slipknot <laughs> are famously an Iowa band. So they've got involved with Cedar Ridge, I think are in Iowa as well. Um, so they've kind of kept it local, kept it a nice kind of Iowa vibe to their whole thing. Um, I don't know what it's like. I haven't tasted it, but I would like to. It's, it's, that's just made me think though, corn should have their own whiskey. <laughs> corn whiskey. Corn whiskey. Yeah. Should definitely, I mean, they're, they've absolutely missed a trick there, haven't they? Why are they not on this list? Why know. are they not on this list? I'd buy it. Anyway. Anyway, yes. who, who else we got, Nick? Alice in Chains. Do you like Alice in Chains? Um, I don't think I've really ever listened to them. I've probably heard songs, so yeah. I don't have an opinion either way. Well, they've teamed up with um, Few Spirits. Their master distiller, Paul Heletko. I hope I pronounced that right. That's a weird spelling. Yeah, I wouldn't um, want to let him go. For a bourbon... <laughs> For a bourbon called <laughs> All Secrets Known, named after the song of their 2009 record, Black Gives Way to Blue. The few bourbon is finished for six months in tequila barrels. Wow, we've not heard yes. of that before. No, I've heard of it. I haven't tasted or seen anything yet. Wow. Um, and it's bottled, apparently, the most rock and roll of proofs, 101, which is 50.5% <laughs> ABV. It's won some awards and this, that, and the nice. other. Hey, but, Nick, uh, I, I know of an Irish band that have got a whiskey. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the band of Pogues? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm pretty sure they've got two whiskeys, actually. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, well, I'm just, I'm just going to... I know of these whiskeys. I did know of these whiskeys, but now I'm going to read your research. Yeah, I was going to say, you said at the top of this that I did all the research, and now you're trying to, trying to pull but, off as but your own. I, but I actually knew of this. I knew this was a thing. I knew yeah. this was a thing without you having to research it. So if I, uh... I think if you'd asked me... Okay. No, I, I've seen this. I've seen this in bars. Probably. I've actually seen this in bars. Yeah, um, Dave does actually go to bars, everyone. <laughs> sometimes, not in the last year and a half, but, you know, I've seen this out and about. 
So I didn't know anything about it, so thanks for doing some research. They had two whiskies out created by master whiskey maker Frank McCarty at the West Cork Distillery at the most exposed and southerly located distillery on the Atlantic where conditions are perfect for the maturation of Irish whiskey, apparently. So yeah, they've got two, and actually they're really good value. So you've got Very a single more Irish whiskey, yeah. which is £22.25 and p on the Whiskey Exchange, and you've got a triple distilled Irish whiskey at £24.95. Uh, both on the whiskey exchange, so they're really good value, uh, and uh, the the triple distilled Irish whiskey has won has won awards as well. So um, mm. you know, worth worth checking out. I've never tried these, but I have seen them. I have I seen, them. seen them. I hadn't seen them. Um, do yeah. you know their song "Dirty Old Town"? Everyone thinks it's about Dublin. It's not. It's about it's about Salford. Near where you? Yes. 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 Um, that was weird. Yes, I bought um, Danny and Naomi. No, I bought Naomi. Danny Gruff's better half. Irish girlfriend. Irish girlfriend. I bought her some Salford rum for Christmas and it had dirty old town on the bottle. They no have like way! A, they have an old map of Salford, which is weirdly. <laughs> dirty old town was right by where I live, which is quite weird. Um, so right, It's a lot know. nicer than it used to be, isn't it, since the BBC moved in? Yes, but, it um, is. It went downhill when I moved in. Anyway, well, what else you got, Nick? Well, I'm, I'm taking it heavy again. <sighs> Anthrax, another one of the big four. The Big yes. Four, what does that mean? Uh, they're the big four thrash bands of the 80s and 90s. Now, who are the other three? You've got Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, and... Pantera? Megadeth. Right. There you go. Anyway, uh, Anthrax released one called The Healer, and it was a limited edition bourbon produced by Hill Rock Estate Distillery, and it was uh, 115.6 proof. Uh, $140, that's a lot of money. Anyway, Booze is a Healer. So that's where it's got its name from. Um, it's something that late Dimebag Daryl of Pantera, what a legend, um, would regularly say to the band when they were on tour together. If the guys arrived at Soundcheck a little hungover, Dimebag would be standing there, apparently smiling like a Cheshire cat, um, with a shot of whiskey at the ready to uh, make them feel better again. <laughs> Booze is a healer. <laughs> Booze is a healer. So mm. the healer. Interesting. Is Interesting. Yeah. And I think Hill Rock also involved in another Motorhead release as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I'm not sure whether it's happened or is going to happen. Ace of Spades, the album, the song, is turning 40. So they're releasing a brand new bourbon of the same name, um, collaborating with the Hill Rock Distillery. And it's limited to 1,100 bottles in total. Um, yes, and it's uh, what we got here. According to the press release, cast number one of the bourbon is bottled at 115 proof. That's 57.8. That's strong. And there's only about 599 bottles of that. And cast two was bottled at 57.65%. So accurate, um, ABV. <laughs> and that's only 623. So if it's out, it, they've probably all sold. And if they're not, good luck getting one. Mm. But um, there we mm. go. But, See, uh, to me, Nick, when I think of uh, musicians and whiskey, I just think of Jack Daniels and his Frank Sinatra Sinect. I think it's probably the most famous musician and whiskey collaboration, right? Um, for some people. For me, it was Lemmy and the Jack and Coke. But if you're talking straight, maybe you're talking Sinatra. Yeah. Mainstream, probably Sinatra. Yeah, well, the, but yeah. My, my, my point was, obviously, there are, there are famous musicians who, who have drunk whiskey but the sinatra select is a is a particular brand of whiskey which which we see and we know about like i knew of that and i, I mean i've heard of the pogues one as well but the pogues one isn't necessarily relevant to the band as much as you know the sinatra select is 
It definitely is. The one thing that gets me with a Frank Sinatra whiskey is annoyingly it happened after he died, right? So I find that a little bit annoying. It's a shame that they didn't think about doing this with him when he was still around. Mm. Um, because maybe merchandising wasn't there at that point. But it's when great. Did he it's die? great. Oh, in the 90s, late 90s, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's a Jack Daniels, of course. It is very nice. Um, I sampled it once. We talked about we talked about this before. We know. Mm. We were there for that tasting when our I friend Jack Burgess came back. I can't you would remember. have known. You would yeah. have known. Yes. But um, Jack Daniels also released a, a whiskey for Motorhead as well to commemorate their 40 years. But sadly, <laughs> they released it or announced it just after Lemmy had died as oh, well. Wow. Um, that was limited to 288 bottles. Um, right. So, so what we're saying is don't team up with Jack Daniels to make a whiskey because you Maybe. may die. <laughs> uh, I got the email in the inbox and I just not read it. No. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, right, I saw an empty bottle and box for the uh, Sinatra Select on sale on eBay earlier for $75. Empty bottle. Empty bottle. <laughs> um, some people like that stuff. They I do. Know. Turn them well, into lovely lamps, Nick. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should get into that. Uh, well, maybe we should. Maybe yeah. we should. Anyway, yeah. Bob Dylan's got whiskey, right? Yeah, he he's got three. Has he? Yeah, three different types. He launched Heaven's Door Whiskey in May 2018, teaming up with Mark Bushalla. He helped create Angel's Envy, which is a lovely whiskey. Yes, to offer three products, a Tennessee bourbon, a double barrel, and a straight rye. So he's actually, gone, he's actually done his own whiskey rather than teaming up with a distiller as such kind of thing. Uh, he's almost set up his own distillery. Is that what you're saying here, or, or am I getting that? I wouldn't think so. In America, they do a lot of people do source from certain places, so it's probably sourced. But he's worked with someone who knows what they're talking about. So he's he's basically an independent bottler. He's an independent bottler. Yeah, we love that. Yes, in America, it's a bit different from like you know in Scotland and all that kind of stuff. In America, they have like store picks, you know, a a store, which is a lot like they used to do with the groceries, like how Johnny Walker started and all that kind of stuff. Stores in America will just go and choose a barrel and bottle it themselves. And that's called a store pick. It's pretty interesting stuff. I won't get in too much into it now, but that's uh, kind of the same thing they've done here. They've uh, selected some barrels from somewhere and uh, put it out themselves as Heaven's Door. Apparently, Bushala admitted that he was, uh, it was a bit difficult decoding Dylan's reactions to the sample, saying, sometimes you just don't get a long look and you're not <laughs> sure if that's disgust or approval. <laughs> I was imagining his face. <laughs> Did you ever listen to Bob Dylan's radio show? They used to do it on Radio 2. The BBC uh, licensed it for the UK. It was amazing. Absolutely no. amazing. No. I, th- I think I tried to listen to it, but couldn't for some reason. Anyway, carry on. So it was good, yeah. was it? Oh, mate, it was so, so good. So, so good. He just... He had one of those great voices for, for t- introducing songs and telling hey, stories. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this, is the, uh, this is the Bob Dylan Radio Hour. Like, uh, it was just, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. What I like about these whiskeys, they incorporate Dylan's love of like welding iron gates and the, uh, the designs on the bottles were actually his that he made like in his workshop and stuff. Like, what? Dylan, ma- Dylan. He loves welding. <laughs> he makes gates. That's amazing! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that I did not know that about Bob Dylan. Yeah, Weldon shop loves it. That's phenomenal. Yeah, Phen- yes. phenomenal. So we end with the big guns. Do yeah, you want to read this one. Oh, I think we should end with a bigger bang. 
No. That was the name of the Rolling Stones. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the Rolling Stones, Nick. Rolling Who? Stones, yes, exactly. To commemorate the Rolling Stones' 50th anniversary in 2012. I can't believe that. It's Suntory time. Japan's Suntory group created a unique beverage. Uh, they took existing whiskies they had made in years pertaining to momentous dates in the band history, such as their 1962 founding, uh, the release of Exile on Mainstream, and their first visit to Japan, and blended them together. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Only some Tory could do that. (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, Only 150 bottles moulded with the Stones tongue and lips logo. I bet that bottle goes for a lot on eBay if anyone has ever sold that bottle. Uh, So only 150 made with a retail price of, and here we go, here's here's the bigger bang, $6,300. They win, don't they? They win. But was it nice? None of us will ever know. None of us will ever know. Yeah, it comes in a nice wooden box as well with uh, some lovely hinge work. I love a good bit of hinge work. Um, Was it made by Bob Dylan? (laughs) 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 Try this hinge. (laughs) Have you ever noticed that Bob Dylan and Eric Cartman sound exactly the same? No. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. The big well, deal. Is he a sped up Bob Dylan? And, well, just seriously, uh, listen. Next time you listen to Eric, Bob Dylan, think about Eric Cartman. And next time you watch South Park, think about Bob Dylan. Oh dear. Okay, I will. Thank you for that little pointer. Appreciate yeah. that. It will either ruin Bob Dylan songs for you or add a lot of different texture to Eric Cartman for you. I don't know. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes, You're welcome. Um, We'll be putting all the necessary links to those whiskies in the description. Absolutely. Some you can buy, some you can't, depending on where you are in the world or whether they are limited editions, etc. And so, perhaps we, we may have missed some out. Perhaps Nick's research isn't as comprehensive as uh, as he likes to think. So, if you know of other bands that There is, there's one from Guar, but Dave didn't know who Guar were. I've never heard of Guar, so I don't, I don't think that Look counts. it up. I'll put Guar's in the description. Go right. look it up. Um, they're definitely Love not a band. Um, oh, they're from another planet. All right. Anyway, so if anyone knows of other musicians who have their own whiskey, um, I know I know that uh, Tom Ford is a singer-songwriter and he was selling some whiskey glasses with a sample of whiskey. But I'm not sure what the whiskey was. But anyway, maybe other people have got experiences of musicians making whiskeys. We'd love to hear it. So please let us know on social media, uh, whether that be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or go old school and send us a letter. Uh, I don't know where you could send it to. We don't have a PO box. But anyway, we hope you've enjoyed this little look at bands who make whiskey. Yes. Whiskey! So that's all we have time for this week. Yes. Coming up to our limit on time. Um, (laughs) Again. I don't know. This MP3 has to be 100 so megabytes. No, actually, no, it does. That's actually a good point. There is actually Mm. a limit on it. It can't be much more than an hour. I don't yeah. think we're over that. But yeah, no, yeah, there yeah. is actually a limit. Yeah. yeah it's it can't actually be a limit. more than certain bytes. So let's round out this. We're going to wrap it up really quickly because otherwise we're going to run out of bytes. So thanks very much for listening. You've all been amazing. If you've got this far, please click the share button if you've enjoyed it. Thanks very much. And we've yes. got one thing left to say. Cheers. Thanks, thanks for coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions. Mm.